first warning meteorologist, Eric Burris. This is Coffee Talk on a Thursday morning. It is February the 2nd. It is a lovely start to the day. It's also Groundhog Day. Yeah. Can you believe it? We've got the forecast from Punxsutawney Phil as well. Plus, we're going to be chatting about something that happened in Central Florida 16 years ago today. Man, oh man, lots to talk about. But first, before we get into anything else, let's just look outside. There's a shot. This is our Tower Cam Network over along the shoreline. Good morning to you over in Coco, looking across the 528 Causeway there from our High Point building. There's a little bit of fog in your area. So just a heads up, nothing too, too bad, but uh, that is something that we are dealing with. Good morning to you. I hope you're having a great great start to the day. It's going to be a lovely day across Central Florida. Just have a little bit of that fog that we have to deal with, so that's okay. We can handle that after all. Uh, Dense fog advisories have been posted in parts of Central Florida. For now, just Marion and Flagler counties under those dense fog advisories, but as I showed you a moment ago, that tower camp shot in Brevard County showing that even Brevard dealing with a little bit of fog out the door, but you can see Wildwood with some fog, Ocala, almost completely socked in. All right, so what are we talking about today on Coffee Talk? Spring break for one more day. We're going to be talking about the near record heat anticipated today, plus the rain chances rising for tomorrow as a storm system moves in. Happy to report, though, that there is nothing on our first warning live Doppler radar. No storm system around whatsoever. Temperatures out the door sitting in the 50s for Marion County. We are in the 60s for the metro area back over to the Space Coast. It is a lovely start to the day. Lovely, lovely, lovely start to the day. So where do we go from here? Well, we know that it's going to be a warm day indeed. We're talking about temperatures running uh, somewhere in the vicinity of the mid-80s around Central Florida, um, running about uh, 81 degrees 1 o'clock, 85 degrees by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at today. Lovely weather, warm temperatures, partly cloudy skies, uh, no problems whatsoever weather-wise across Central Florida. Yeah, so definitely uh, uh, without problem today. That said, we do start to run into some issues weather-wise come tomorrow. Let's take a look at the weather perspective. Storm system today developing out over like Louisiana, Mississippi, working our direction and will bring us the threat of some stormier weather come Friday. It's a very different scenario than what we saw back in um, 2007, but it's it's it's... It's a less potent scenario, but it is still a storm system type scenario. So we do have the chance of some showers and some thunder showers. All right, for tomorrow. Let's look around town today. The heat is building 85 in Orlando, 82 degrees in the villages. West-southwest wind, I, I would think Daytona Beach hits more like 83. I would think that Titusville hits more like 81, 82, but I digress. With that west-southwest wind, it's going to take an extra minute or so um, for that sea breeze to get going. But get going, it will, and we will be talking about showers and thunder showers moving into our area, okay? So let's time everything out. We know we've got a storm system moving our direction. 
All right, so here's a look at Futurecast, and let's just roll through time. Through today, looking lovely, bright sunshine. That's going to allow those temperatures to climb. Notice by tonight, though, west coast, we're going to start to see some cloud cover, some moisture moving our direction, and it will turn cloudy over central Florida by tomorrow morning. So when we chat, it's you're going to know that there's a change coming, right? Then by 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, showers and thunder showers uh, moving into town. Lunchtime, same kind of idea. Rains in our north and western areas. And then by 1, 2 o'clock, widespread showers and thunder showers, right? I, again, the intensity doesn't look to be significant, but we do have the moisture around. Uh, and then clearing out 5.30, 6 o'clock, clearing out, clearing out, and looking better for our Saturday. Notice, though, that onshore wind, you see those clouds coming in off the ocean. That will bring us, we think, on Saturday, a few showers. Nothing too, too bad. Saturday looks to be nice. And then by Sunday, we're going to start to increase the clouds and start to increase the moisture. So for what it's worth, let's just check in, okay, on the seven-day forecast. For today, Groundhog Day looks good in central Florida. Uh, for Friday, 70% coverage of showers and thunder showers. right? We just showed that on Futurecast. Saturday looking good, cooler. Good but cooler. And then Sunday a few showers, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday we'll start to bring those temperatures back up little bit by little bit, okay? So that's kind of where we're at. Janice, good morning to you. Going to the garlic restaurant tomorrow. Sounds like I need to bring my umbrella. First off, super jealous. I love the garlic. And uh, if you've never been to the garlic, friends, that that is a delicious restaurant. That is a seriously, seriously delicious restaurant. Um, I got, I want to say I got the meatballs. Is that what I got? I think, is that what, I'm trying to think, it's been like five, six years since I've been there, but it, I mean, it, it's delicious, so, at any rate, one of these days, I'll go back, one of these days, I'll go back, um, and I will enjoy it, um, today, by the way, today is the, uh, weather holiday of holidays, if you go to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, for example, it, um, it's Groundhog Day, and uh, if you're familiar, the whole lore is that Punxsutawney Phil, who's a groundhog, comes out, and if he sees his shadow, there's more winter. If he does not see his shadow, spring starts early. Well, Punxsutawney Phil has spoken. The answer, he saw his shadow. I, we knew this. If he did not see his shadow today, this thing would have been rigged, Okay. So, based on Punxsutawney Phil, there are six more weeks of winter. Now, a lot of other people have jumped on. Georgia's Groundhog General Beauregard Lee did not see his shadow and declares an early spring. There's a bunch of these goobers that are out there trying to do real work. And at least to me, I do not believe... <laughs> do not believe that there's much science to that. One thing that there is science to, though, is genuinely forecasting the weather. And while we're sitting here today tracking a storm system that's moving our direction tomorrow, we don't have a bunch of upper-level support for it, which is why we do not anticipate there to be 
the threat of some really strong stuff, okay? Uh, you usually, though, see some strong storms moving in this time of year. As a matter of fact, and, and we've discussed this, the next few months, at least for Central Florida standards, the next few months do get into our severe weather season, okay? February, March, and April, typically Central Florida's severe weather season. All right. Um, thankfully, for at least this minute, we are not talking about anything significant. Okay. But February, March, and April are times when that is the case. Now, that said, what I want to do is I want to take and go back a couple of years. All right. Uh, I posted about this this morning. And, uh, and, and, and frankly, I'm going to. As long as I'm a meteorologist, as long as this is my job, I'm going to post about this. I want to take you back to the 11 o'clock newscast from Chief Meteorologist Tony Minolfi at WESH 2 16 years ago yesterday. This is Today is the anniversary of the 2007 Groundhog Day tornadoes. And what you're going to see is a Chief Meteorologist, Tony Minolfi who, by the way, never ages, but you're going to see him explaining as best he can that there is the threat of severe weather, okay? This is not live. This is a long time ago, but I want you guys and gals to listen in, okay? Take a listen. Hear what he has to say. Overnight, early morning deal, but the, thankfully thus far, no tornado warnings or watches. The, the watch is in effect until 1 a.m. But look behind here. You can see the main focus, the main energy all night has been just north of Leesburg over towards Daytona Beach and Palm Coast. Let's go to Viper Plus here because I want to show you what's going on. There are two distinct lines. The first one right through here, but this is the one that I want everybody south of Leesburg, including Orlando, to be mindful. I think it's very important at this point to let us know that there is going to be a line of showers and storms coming on through. Right now, we're okay, but later on tonight, uh, that's when I think the main focus will come through here uh, in Central Florida. Let's go back to that radar here and make uh, two points here. Number one is the first line is lifting off towards the north and the east, but the second line, thankfully, isn't building south and west, but there is a huge amount of wind energy with this particular feature, and I'm quite surprised that we haven't had a lot more warnings and that that wind energy hasn't translated down to the surface. Now, I'm not complaining, but I just don't want you guys to let your guard down. The main energy, the main focal point right now, by far and away, Marion County, up towards Flagler County. Brian in the back, real quick, switch it over to Storm Track here real quick. I want to show the folks the intensity of the rain here. Two to three inches per hour. That's Ocala up towards the Palm Coast. This is an area that does desperately need the rain, so we'll continue to watch this corridor. Now, that rain focus will shift southward overnight tonight. Let's go back to Viper Plus, hone in on Reddick, Ocala, the villages in Dinellan, and you can see a very heavy rain continuing to pour on in, and all of this lifting off towards the northeast at 50 to 60 miles an hour. You get south of Leesburg, things are quiet for now, but again, Winter Park, Longwood, Ocoee, Claremont, later on tonight, right around sunrise, right around 3 a.m., just as we're getting ready for the commute in the morning. That's when we are going to have to be very, very careful. Holly Hill, Ormond Beach, again, very heavy rain. Nothing severe at this hour. Big picture now, we're in this El Nino pattern on our Weather Plus computer. Warm temperatures in the ocean. 
That translates to stronger jet stream energy. That's why our severe weather threat is going to remain high through not only tonight, but the rest of the spring season. So for the overnight time frame, recapping slight risk for severe storms, primarily north of the Orlando metropolitan area. But showers and storms will move in and some of those storms will produce some gusty winds. A quick look now to five day forecast. It shakes out like this. Calming down Friday afternoon, much cooler by the weekend. We'll talk more about that weekend forecast and give you those rainfall. Okay, so there you go. Um, first off, te technology has come a long way in 16 years. You know, we, we, we have such better ability to fine tune and tell the story um, of these storms moving in. And another thing, and of course, I'm not like dialed up for this. Uh, let me see if I can do this. I found something. Uh, let me see if I can do this. I don't know that it'll be desktop, iCloud Drive. Give me just a few seconds here. I really, really would like to try and dial this up if I can. Yeah, it's not going to work. Okay. Um, there, the end of that 11 o'clock newscast that night, the very, very end of it. Tony went from talking about the possibility of severe weather to tracking a tornado warning in Marion County. Um, we know that that did not end up touching down, at least in Marion County. But just after, so that was at 1135 or so, just after, though, it did start to tornado. And he was there. 3.08 a.m. had an EF3 touching down with winds of 155 to 160 miles an hour. Um, crossing from Sumter into Lake County, okay? Then a second tornado, it lifted, touched back down from the same supercell uh, from 3.37 a.m. and was on the ground through Lake Mack, through Paisley, and then eventually over through to land and lifted around I-4. That also an EF3 tornado with winds of 160 to 165 miles an hour. And then last but not least, a third tornado touched down, a weaker one. Still a decent tornado at 422 in the morning, 100 to 105 mile per hour winds. Um, for me, this will always be such a significant tornado outbreak. It's not the deadliest uh, in Central Florida history. But to me, this is of note because... It was so, imp first off, it was so impactful, okay? Um, that That's number one. Number two, you know, it, it, it's one of those cases of, it's one of those cases of where, you know, People's lives were lost. This this was a real, a real situation, and and so, um, you know, I I for me, I, I don't know that I'm ever going to forget it, and and so you know, for me, I it, it's it's one of those things that I just I always want to share. I'm trying to real fast. I want to try and transform this. 
of course it's not i'm trying to find reporting on it but it's it's it doesn't matter it doesn't matter at any rate um 21 people's lives were lost in this event 371 homes completely destroyed yeah about 70 miles worth of damage now last year we spoke to our net uh, who hangs out with us and does coffee talk with us in the mornings, uh, who is impacted and displaced from it. Um, I'm going to do something on WESH today trying to tell the story. We're going to go back to where I was reporting from um, back back in that day. I, I was reporting and... and from scratch. You know what kind you want? One of those things. Traffic, oh, today, traffic today was a pain. So it's, it's not as easy for me to... I'm trying to dial this up real fast here. Image, image. I just wanted to dial up just to show you. Um, yeah. All right. So this is an image I posted. Of course, it's blown out. Hold on a second. I'm. This is. This is. You're seeing sausage. I'm. You know. I'm making the sausage. This was me today, 16 years ago, uh, reporting for our sister station WPBF. Um, and and for the first time in 16 years, I went back there yesterday. Um, so we'll have that reporting on WESH 2 News tonight. Quite grateful that we are not in that same weather scenario today. But I want to make sure everybody knows it can happen to us. And it will happen to us. At some point, we're going to have another tornado outbreak. At some point, um, you know... Are you going to be aware of it? Are you going to be prepared for it? You know, uh, the one thing that overwhelmingly I heard when I was in Lake Mac 16 years ago, overwhelmingly, people said, the NOAA weather radios saved my life because they were sleeping. Now, remember, this is 2007, like the iPhone, the smartphone was in its infancy. But... People were awakened by these weather warnings and that saved lives because then it allowed them, and look, I'm, I'm, I work for WESH too, right? You know, you know where I'm at, but that allowed people to turn the TV on and who was there? Tony Minolfi, who was not yet the chief at the time. Tony was there talking about it. Guess what? If there's severe weather, and this is not a shameless, I mean, it is a shameless plug, but I don't care. If there's severe weather, we're going to be there for you. You know? Um, and, and so in that moment, Tony, away from his family, and warning people about this scenario that was playing out. I remember I was working... I had not yet been on WESH yet. Um, I was working at WPBF, which was our sister station in West Palm Beach. And um, I was the weekday morning meteorologist. Remember calling dad, waking him up because these things are heading toward his house. And I just remember saying to dad, you know, it's, it's going to be bad and, and warning him. Um, thankfully, it didn't hit him, but... It was it was close enough. 
And then after that, that day, uh, it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. As the sun is starting to come up, we started to get the pictures out of Wesh, and, and Wesh was sending them to us. And immediately, my station, my station, WPBF and Wesh are owned by the same company. So um, my station was like, all right, we're, we're sending a crew, we're sending a truck, uh, and they asked me to go. Um, they asked me to go and cover it for WPBF, so I went, covered it for WPBF, and then two days later, was on Wesh. And uh, that that's my wesh anniversary. So this is a this is a very memorable event for Central Florida because we don't get tornadoes like this very often. Um, one thing that's wild to me is that in addition to, you know, February we always know is is like big tornado season, right? So we've got the Groundhog Day and then I've been hard at work on the February 22nd, 23rd tornado anniversary of 1998. 25 years since that event. Uh, and, and just... You know, for your situational awareness, everybody. Um, this is this was me yesterday, going through beta tapes, going through all kinds of archival footage. Um, the the unbelievably talented, the wickedly talented Ron. You know, seeing coverage like Ron Kendrick, or um, of course Bill Schaefer. You know, covering the 98 tornado. So I've been going through and finding a bunch of footage there. And I'm trying to put together a, a decent... Oh, here's a good one. This is Dave McDaniel. Back in 1998, 25 years ago. Man never changes. Um, but anyway, so I'm working on a story for that as well. But all of this to say, we are now into our severe weather season. And even though we're not in an El Nino cycle, we can get severe weather and and so we need to watch things yeah so for what it's worth i'm grateful that we don't have any true severe weather at least in our neighborhood today you know i did on my on my february calendar i had the threat for some severe weather and and at the end of the day i mean there's there's some you know there's some nasty storms on radar I'm never cheering for severe weather, but, uh, you know, I called for severe southeast slash perhaps Florida, and you can kind of start to see this storm system developing, but the upper level dynamics don't look to be as much there as um, they were in 2007 or certainly in 1998. Hey, there's Ron Kendrick. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Um, Hell of a job, by the way, bud. You know, watching this... Watching a lot of the 98 coverage back, Ron, you're quite a reporter, sir. Quite a reporter. Ron Kendrick, as you see in the Facebook chat, uh, Wesh alum, did did quite the service for, for so many years. So... Yeah, I, I to me Groundhog Day it, it's it's fun and cheeky to talk about the, the 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 rodent, but to me ever since 2007 it's it's like my personal severe weather awareness day. I know that that sounds so cheesy, but it's like we got slammed in 07 with such a devastating blow. Think up to 98 when you know more than 40 lives were lost. From that tornado outbreak. So we have these events. And 
I always, to me, Groundhog Day has become a severe weather awareness day for me to try and, for for lack of a better term, to preach the gospel, right? To, to, to explain to everyone that it may be winter, we may have mostly sunny skies, but um, yeah, there's that. And, and what I think is so interesting, and I didn't quite have the dates on this, but I thought this was something. So that's our first warning live Doppler radar, right? Going through, they call it the catacombs at WESH. I spent the entire day, I went flying in the helicopter for a bit yesterday, but going through the catacombs at WESH, so I found this tape, which is archival footage, August of 1990, I knew it was 96 that our live radar was installed, August 20th, 96, Super Doppler installed. We had it there in 98 for the tornado outbreak. It's still there, spinning. That's it. That's that radar. Now, listen, about every single part has been replaced on it. But to me, I I always take these moments in February and just think about the tools that we have and how grateful I am that technology has moved forward to warn. Just watching Tony from, you know, 16 years ago, how our messaging, thinking about how would we have done that differently today? And it's like, it's so different how we tell weather stories today. You know, Patty says we have lived here over 18 years. And I told my husband yesterday that February is our tornado month and he had no idea. I didn't either until I started watching Coffee Talk. So thank you, Eric. Well, thank you, Patty. Listen, I I, I really, really do appreciate that. Um, I've always said that I don't take the trust for granted and and it's one thing to earn your trust it's another to keep it and I will always work hard to keep it I will always work hard to keep it and I could tell you Tony and I were texting last night until like 11:30 at night like there's a man who has been a great mentor to me but is also every bit of my want to keep your trust He's the exact same page. He's on the exact same page. Barb, Eric, that day in 2007, Tony was the reason I stayed watching Wesh. I was in a motorhome when he said those words. I got out and ran to concrete bathrooms. I even heard that roar as it came over. Scared the bejesus out of me. My God, Barb. So I've always credited Tony for saving many of us in Wildwood. I... I, I just got goosebumps, Barb. Like I'm trying not to tear up because I'm just trying I'm I'm trying to imagine what that had to have felt like. Really. I had to I'm 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 trying to imagine what it's like to 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 run and not know um how that was going to play out. Barb, thank you for sharing. Um that's scary. Yukon, in 86, I was interviewed on a Saturday by Claire Metz for the Weather Watchers. Oh, God. I Listen, can I find it in 86? Yukon, I'm struggling to find 98 tornado stuff. The, the catacombs, I'm sure, were organized at one point. But as people have pulled and put back tapes, they just, they've not put it back together. So it's it's a disaster back there. I'm pretty sure I cannot find that. 
And even if I did in 86, we weren't shooting on beta. If it, it was reel to reel, I don't even think we have a three quarter inch deck anymore or a reel to reel anymore. Yeah. John says, I can't imagine living in tornado country. I've only experienced one EF1 tornado in 99 in Salt Lake City, Utah from two miles away. And I still have nightmares about it. Woke up to a tornado warning in Wabasso Beach, Florida during Ian, but never saw it because of the rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, John. I remember a tornado warning in Wabasso. It would have been like 02, 03, 04. No. It would have been like 03, 04, 05. Yeah, like 03 or 04. I remember a tornado warning in Wabasso. I don't know why that sticks out to me, but I remember it. Yeah. Donna says it was stuck on I-75 in the turnpike around 8, 9 p.m. Broke down at a gas station. It was nasty. We were trying to decide our best strategy. A very old man came out of the came out of the woods saying, take cover, storms. Okay, is that for real, Donna? That sounds a little odd. An old man came out of the woods. A storm is a coming. <laughs> is that for real? Ugh. <sighs> David, how's hurricane season looking? I'm working on the forecast as we speak. Yeah. You and Tony freaking rock. Oh, thank you, Patty. I appreciate that. You know, it's funny because these these Facebook Lives, you know, I, I think that these have really expanded our ability to get messaging out because in those moments... That's all you're trying to do is to get the message out that there's potentially dangerous weather coming and, and all you want to do is to let people know that. Yeah. Yeah. The original footage from 86 that she did would have been from an old studio resident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's gotten lost. Oh, yeah. No, I know you're kidding. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. So I've got a lot more beta to go through, and I'm actually going to send an email out um, to all the the Wesh old I say old folks, but to all the Wesh long timers, lifers, if you will, um, just to see if they have any archival footage as well. I also found a really neat picture. Um, many of you will remember Wendy Chioji. There's Wendy and John, the the old anchor team. I remember watching the news with that set. And one last that I found was uh, Gail Pascal Brown doing what she does best, telling unbelievable stories. There's there's Gail Pascal Brown being Gail Pascal Brown, the the goat of Wesh. Woman looks no different than she does today, 25 years later, my God. So um, I'm I'm... I'm grateful for this platform to be able to share it with you. And then, you know, it's funny because like here, the, the weather's quiet right now. So we're able to just talk about, um, Donna, it's just, it's a, it's a wild story. It's a wild story. If that's true, then that's wild. But, but if, if, if an old man came out of the woods and said a storm's coming, then, then, then okay. That, to me, that just sounded so wild, but, uh, Hey, if that's the way it played out, then that had to be terrifying. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm grateful for this platform to be able to share and to get more information out. And like, it's quiet right now. The weather's quiet. So there's, there's the little core group of people that are always here. But, uh, um, we notice when hurricanes are threatening, when severe weather's threatening, the viewership on this goes up. And that to me is a, is a, um, 
testament to its reach. And and at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. Look, um, today's my day off, you know, and, and, and I wanted to share this because I think it's important. Um, and I'm here with you for Coffee Talk every day, even when I am off. Um, but, you know, it, I'm grateful for this platform. So, yeah. Laura says, Gail Pascoe Brown looks the exact same. She does. She does. Donna says, my life is full of wild stories. My God. Then if that's the case, wow. Uh, yeah, I would imagine, Donna, that that was terrifying. If someone came out of the woods instead of storm. Yeah, absolutely. So, man. Well, listen, you can see the seven-day forecast. We're going to be watching tomorrow. The dynamics are not as much there, certainly. Um, but but it's it's there. John says, Wesh needs to hire a digital archival archivist to transfer all that analog footage to a digital server. That would be a project. Listen, I don't think, John, you really... You want to see what the catacombs... I took a picture. Do you want to see what the catacombs at Wesh look like? You'll die. This is where I spent my day yesterday. The idea of transferring all of this to digital makes my head hurt. The idea of just going back into that room again makes my head hurt. That's the catacombs at Wesh. It is this long hallway, floor to ceiling, beta. Floor to ceiling, three quarter inch. Floor to ceiling, cobwebs, floor, not really. Floor to ceiling, dust. Ladies and gentlemen, the catacombs. Where I spent 80% of my day yesterday. I think my head hurt is pounding. My body hurts from being on all fours, like looking under tapes and yeah. <sighs> so to the idea of digitizing and most of it is just like random stuff. My head hurts just thinking about it. Huh. All right. That's enough. All right. All right. Listen, be the sunshine in someone else's day. Thank you so very much for hanging out for Coffee Talk. I will see you all this afternoon. Sound good? 3.30? We'll chat more about the weather? Works for me. Thank you all so much for hanging out. I'll see you guys later. Bye.